0: Hello and welcome back to the Black Doubt Football Podcast. My name is Kyle Began. I am your host, as I am always your host. And this week we have a crisis episode because Romero is injured. It's been confirmed that he'll be out for uh, more than a few weeks. And basically everyone who's on Twitter needs a replacement. And so I'll be giving my two cents, my transfer plan, the six best options I've selected and I think that could be like for like replacements. Uh, my strategy going forward and uh and uh, at the end i will be ranking the options short and long term from best to worst so yeah uh, i'm gonna try and make this more of a bite-sized video bite-sized video because norm last week we went on for like an hour and i think people will just be looking to get their kind of quick fix of um facts data and stuff like that so if we launch into my first selection which is the wonderful the handsome the gorgeous nathan collins of the great nation of the republic of ireland um he's got a few strengths other than being irish uh his non penalty goals is in the 86th percentile his non penalty expected goals is in the 87th and his touches in the attacking penalty box is in the 99th now is that because he plays he was a center back playing for burnley almost definitely these stats, obviously, FBRF stats compared to other centre-backs in top five leagues. And so because Burnley were a team that relied on getting their centre-backs forward at set pieces, the touches in the attacking penalty box could kind of be skewed by that. Another thing that I want to bring up to contextualise that these statistics is that they're based on, again, the Burnley system and not the Wolves system. And Wolves pose a very different threat f- or kind of uh, less of a threat, <laughs> if I can call it that. They pose a lot less of a threat than Burnley do from set pieces. And so I wouldn't be expecting Nathan Collins to perform to a level as suggested in this in terms of heading and getting goals uh, this season. I also wanted to highlight, of course, he gets passing tiers, which we weren't expecting. He didn't used to at Burnley, but now he's playing in a slightly different rules system. With two centre-backs, him and Kilman have got, both got passing tiers in their first two games, even though the team hasn't performed that well, which is definitely encouraging. They also looked nailed for both those spots. And so a nailed centre-back for 7.8 million, who will definitely get you passes tiers one or two, is hardly a bad option. The, the big thing for me is that if he was in a big defence, if he was in a good defence, he'd be an amazing option. But he's he's not. We did a whole bet on Wolves last week. Where I I do regret how how scathing I was. I think I was being fair to the performance, but I think not all of that is Eight Nuri's fault. And so Eight Nuri, I know you're watching. So I'd like I'd like to say that you know, get your head down and you can you can achieve great things. And the other thing that I wanted to highlight is that yes, it's not a great defence, but someone ticking along, getting passing tears is always a great option. But The fixtures are, again, not amazing. And the reason why I've highlighted these fixtures, these are the fixtures from now until the first international break. So game week three until game week seven on uh, Sky Fantasy Football. And they're not great. And so you have to bring them in for Tottenham, which isn't a great game. Newcastle, again, not a great game. Bournemouth, Southampton, both good then Liverpool and Man City. And I guess you could get rid of them again before Liverpool, but that means you're only really getting three, or if you are looking at it through a critical lens, two good fixtures out of Nathan Collins before you have to get rid of him again. And the two immediate fixtures, are I don't think they're going to excite anyone. So I would probably recommend keeping Nathan Collins in your mind. And if you want a long-term replacement, so say you don't want to bring Romero back in, maybe Nathan Collins is an option, but I would definitely think Romero would be the better option when fit. And so I'm definitely seeing it from a perspective of, I would personally like to get Romero back when he's back fit again because I just think he's such a great deal in a defence that will get clean sheets. I don't think Nathan Collins will get that many clean sheets, especially not in the, these particular fixtures coming up. And so my advice for him would be hold him if you've got him, and if you want to sign some, if you want to sign someone, if you want to transfer someone in long term, maybe look in his direction. But in terms of the structure that I've got here, uh. I've I've got six options and I'd consider him down there with with a, probably the fifth or sixth of them. So yeah, Ben, me. Um, this is I guess this you could call this a slight wildcard option. Of course, the 99th percentiles are there for penalty goals, and expected goals, and Ariel's one because he's just a stilt. But he, yeah, he played for Burn Burnley, so it's the same kind of you got to be aware of the context of the data with this guy as well. He's quite a big differential. He's already scored this season and the fixtures look amazing. But the other thing that you have to be mindful of with Ben Mee, the kind of uh, because the pricing in Sky is so good that you're never gonna get a perfect pick unless Romero is fit, in which case it's him, but he's not dead, but he's not dying. He's down at the moment. Uh, is that with Ben Mee, would you not just go up? Because they're a team that, even when they keep clean sheets, they concede, you know, three or four shots. And so Raya will get passing tiers every game, and he'll also get more points for a clean sheet than me. And so, the only real justification for going for Ben Mee instead of bringing in Rhea is, I guess, if you had to replace Romero, which we all do. But you don't want to be tied up with one Brentford asset already if you'd really want the goalkeeper because you think these fixtures are so good and they're going to keep clean sheets through them. So the only real justification for going for Ben Mee when there's all these other Romero replacements available is that you think he's going to score a ton of headers. And I think, if you think about Fulham, Fulham is quite a physical team, not all over the park, but if just Mitrovic alone might be able to nullify Ben Mee. Everton... Frank's trying to make them a physical team. I still think Ben Mee could score a header over Holgate any day. Crystal Palace, quite a physical team. I still back Ben Mee over them. And then Leeds, Southampton, and probably Arsenal as well. I can see Ben Mee doing a past any any one of them. And so if you consider this the kind of timeline, like the next section of games, where we would look to bring someone in just for these and then bring Romero back in again obviously this is this is to work within my schedule so uh, the reason why I've specifically gone from game week three until game week eight is because we all have to bring in or we don't all have to but there are two single game days where Nottingham Forest play on the Monday single game day and then it's like there's two games on, on the Friday and uh, Nottingham Forest are one of them as well. And so we'll all have to kind of rejigger teams at that point. And so that's why I consider this a good cut-off point for fixtures. I also don't like to look too far ahead fixture-wise because otherwise you're just looking at a kind of set-and-forget pick of a defender and they're really hard to come by because clean sheets are very hard to come by if you have a team, for example, like uh, Wolves who play City and Liverpool back-to-back. But yeah, Ben me... Just be open to it. He's kind of a wild card. I actually think he's probably a better option than Collins because fundamentally the the main thing you have to look at when you're picking defenders is are they going to keep clean sheets? And if you look at uh, Collins' fixtures, which are Tottenham, Newcastle, Bournemouth, Southampton, Liverpool and Man City, he would be lucky to get two and he'd be extremely lucky, he'd be extremely grateful if he got three clean sheets. Ben me has Fulham. You're probably reasonably hoping for a clean sheet there. Everton, same again. It would be reasonable to hope for one. Crystal Palace, it would be reasonable. Leeds, I don't think that is a, a, as easy a fixture as I thought pre-season. And so I do think we'd be quite lucky to kind of get out of that one. Southampton... I think you know it's more than reasonable to hope for a clean sheet from Southampton who haven't looked great at the start of the season. And then Arsenal, you're probably not expecting one, but it would be good if he scored a header or something. And so that's kind of hoping, you're hoping for four out of five instead of two with Ben Mee. And that is the main way that defenders get points. Ben Mee's more likely to score a goal because he's in a team with a much better, with much better organisation from set pieces. So I would be, right now, my lowest rank is Nathan Collins, and then my second lowest is, is Benjamin Mee. Another kind of wild card Matt Doherty has played no minutes so far. And I know what you're thinking, cow, that's not good. We like players who play minutes. I know Matt acting is great. Look at those effing stats. <laughs> Look at those blooming stats. You've got He's in the 98th percentile, 99th, 97th, 99th, 92nd, 99th, and 80th for all of the attacking metrics. And uh, Antonio Conte plays a rotating wing-back system on that side that you can tell if you look back through the fixtures that when both defenders are fit, he plays Emerson Royale in slightly more defensive ones and, and slightly more defensive-orientated fixtures and Matt Doherty in slightly more attacking-orientated fixtures. And so if Matt is fit right now, which I believe he is, we have the benefit, this is the other thing, we have the benefit of seeing the um, lineups before, uh, what's it called? We have the benefit of seeing the lineups before the game week starts. And so an hour before, so Friday night, is it Friday night or is it Saturday morning? Either or. An hour before Spurs v Wolves kicks off. I think if Doherty's in that starting a lineup, starting a lineup, starting eleven, I think he goes in my team. You know, like if you looked at what Seson Young's done already, they're so involved, they're so attacking. Those greens are are greening me. Um, I say we go. I say we go, Matty. Why not? And look at the look at the fixtures. <laughs> You've got um. Wolves, Forest, West Ham, which won't keep a clean sheet against um, Spurs, Fulham, City, Leicester. City's not great, but... Look at all the goals that that they'll be scoring, that the wing-backs will be involved in. Like, it's just... I'm excited. I'm foaming at the mouth. Perisic is 65? I don't know what age that man is. And so... Go for the cheaper one. Go for the Doherty. Maybe he doesn't start every game, but you know who does start every game? Nathan Collins. But Matt Doherty will get the clean sheet points when he does start, and so I'd probably rather go for him. So if Matt Doherty... Say Matt Doherty starts all of these games. He won't. Say Matt Doherty starts all of these games. He's number one for me right now. My Romero replacement is Matt Doherty. Um, or Doherty. Or Doherty. Um... Do I have to say anything else? Yeah, the only note I've got here is Matt Doherty, why not? We both see the team sheet. So if if you are a fan of lack of depth, as at least, you know, 14 people are at this point. <laughs> get Doherty in. We'll all we'll all go to, you know, the top hundred together. And you guys can thank me for my insight. Um oh, next. This guy's probably the best. Okay, my hands are up. OK, Alexander Zinchenko is, is a better pick than Matt Doherty. OK, but I can't afford him. In my team structure, which I'll come to at the end, I can't afford a straight... I cannot afford a straight swap to Zinchenko right now. And if I did that straight swap, I'd have to, I'd have to keep Rhiannon Noury, who is n- not a guaranteed starter for a team that has Tottenham, Liverpool and Man City in their next five. And doesn't get any bonuses other than like a bonus for giving away a penalty. And so Zinchenko looks amazing to start the season. He'll play in midfield when Tierney's back. And he'll be underlapping. He'll be in the box. He'll score. From this, I'm not going to expect him to score a bunch of goals. But what I will expect him to do is get a bunch of assists. And... Look at the fixtures, man. Clean sheets, if nothing else. I just think, oh, it's exciting. I'm excited by this. A midfielder that you get clean sheets points from, we've heard of this before. It's an infamous story. It's good. So, yeah, right now, I'll write down my rankings. We've got Zinchenko top. Then we've got Doherty second. If it's Doherty and this is really annoying for you, I'm sorry. I will f- Google it and correct myself say it well, afterwards. We've got Doherty second and then a gap for like our other options to go in. And then at the bottom we have me second bottom, then Collins dead last. Next. William Saliba. Okay, you guys know, I've spoken about it before, great enabler. Scored an own goal Not great. Looked really good, though. Man of the match performance in the first game. Do we think he starts every game? Say it out loud with me. I'm going to shut my eyes. I'm going to count to three. On three, do we think he starts every game for the next six in the Premier League? Ready? One, two, three... No. No? But if he does start and he gets a clean sheet points, it's it's amazing value for seven point four. I'm not sure he's, he's a long-term solution either. I also want to bring in Zinjenko at some point, and so I'm not sure I want to double up. I've got Ramsdale and Goal at the moment, and so that would be a triple up if I brought them both in. So, yeah, I can't see it happening for me. I can't. But maybe I'm being stupid. Maybe, like, it's worth the risk, because what if he does start all six fixtures, and then you get, like, 70 points from six games from someone who costs 7.4 million, and you become, like, must own, and then I'll be behind him. And... That sounds like a kind of spiraling... That doesn't seem very helpful. Uh, Let's put Sleeva third, because he's not nailed, but he's amazing value. So I've got Zinchenko first, Docherty second, Sleeva third. I think that's fair. Who do we have fourth? Okay. This is why I wanted to rank them short-term and long-term, because Mark Kukurea has amazing statistics, apart from his attacking statistics, but that's because he played in a team that scored no goals in Brighton. Those attacking statistics will now be replaced by a bunch of 99s because he plays for Chelsea. He also takes the set pieces. He's already assisted from a set piece. His name is Mark Cucuria. I love him. He can play left-centre back as well, and if he ever did take up that position, he'd get passing tears coming out of his ears. He might be number one. Oh, and it's important to say upon recording this, it's just like news has just come out that Chilwell isn't entirely fit, and so Mark Kukure is the first choice right now. Because uh, I think Tushu's word was he was in rhythm. And so Mark Kukure will definitely start the next two, at least. And that's probably worth it. Because those will definitely one of them will have an attacking return in them, and Leeds and Leicester look like two clean sheets to me. I don't know about you guys. So, yeah, if Kukaria goes top, who, again, I can't afford. So I don't know why he's in my list, but I wanted to share that with you because people keep asking me, like, what? who should they replace them with? And if you've got the money, it's and Zinchenko. I think those are your options. Because look at those fixtures, Leeds, Leicester, Southampton, West Ham and Fulham. So, yeah, number one, Kukurea slash... Let's do Kukurea slash Zinchenko like they're tied. Number one... No, I think Kukurea is number one because Chelsea will keep more clean sheets than Arsenal. Because Tuchel's a better defensive ma- manager than attacking manager. Plus, that, if you bring in Kukurea, that gives you Chelsea cover because a lot of us don't own Chelsea assets unless you have Koulibaly, which I can't afford either. And so it's nice to have the Chelsea cover of, like, I think halfway through game week four or something like that. I was listening to the 3-in-1 podcast. Check that out. I'll link it in the description. But they talk about – they do game week previews where they talk about um just kind of the general news of the week, kind of similar to what I do. But they also um do, like, a preview for the next week and talk through fixtures and captaincy options and stuff like that. And one thing that they've touched on was the fact that there's a – in the next couple of weeks, you're going to want to have a, a Chelsea asset, not just for the fixtures, but also for one of the captaincies. So maybe going Kukurea over Zinchenko is is kind of the best thing to do with that in mind. And so I'd then go Kukurea 1, Zinchenko 2, Doherty 3. But Doherty is the most fun one because he's kind of like a, whoo, out there pick. So we've gone Doherty 3, Saliba 4, me 5, and Collins six love you collins but passes tears aren't enough for almost eight million because with camaro we're getting them for a million less and then here's our issue so this is my team right now i have ramsdale and goal romero dyer Cancelo, and eight nuri at the back i want to replace romero and eight nuri immediately and then in midfield i have son Camara, palina sala all have fixtures that I'm happy with or are just really cheap and don't need the good fixtures to get their bonuses. And then up front, I have Jesus and Kane, which will either be Jesus and Kat Halland or Jesus and Kane. Like, at any given point, it'll be something like that over the next couple of weeks. This is the team I want to have after game week seven, first game day. So there is a hop-on point after the first game day of game week seven where... You have to buy a Nottingham Forest goalkeeper, at which point I'll get rid of Ramsdale. And then uh, on the Friday, Nottingham Forest play again. So my Nottingham Forest Henderson will play again. And then I'll take him out for Pope. And that'll free up the cash to get in Alexander Shinschenko. And then I need someone to go alongside him, which will be Romero. And so Romero, it's at that point, for me personally, that I will then settle into my fixtures from then on, and I will have Pope, Romero, Zinchenko. That's what I'm going to have at that point. I can't afford to bring Zinchenko in right now because I have Ramsdale, and I don't want to bring Pope in right now to enable that move because Pope's immediate fixtures are not very good at all. In fact, they're downright terrible. So, yeah, that's where I want to be, and so that's why I'm going to Pick the two best defenders I can think of for the next, what is it, four or five weeks? And then I'll be rejigging with a couple two-for-ones in game week seven, first game day. And I, I recommend, because that allows you to have extra captaincy options as well, I recommend doing that. So I think the optimal thing to do is to bring in Mark Cucurea for Romero and then weather out the storm until game week seven and then uh, hang out and and hop on to, to Pope. I think we should all hop on to Pope. Hop on to Pope with me. That's another lack of depth one. Lack of depth one. Hop on to Pope with me. Everyone has Allison. He's not keeping clean sheets. Let's all get Pope together. it has got two clean sheets in two weeks. So, yeah. Uh, Hopefully this has been bite-sized. I have no idea how long this recording has been. But, um, yeah, I will see you guys uh, Monday night with my – well, Monday 5 p.m. for my advice for game week four it'll be then. So time is a-ticking. Hopefully I'll still be top of the Nine Inch Males mini-league and thank you guys for listening uh comment down below oh i always forget to say this like and subscribe please like and subscribe like comment the things you liked about the video comment different videos you'd like me to make uh every comment is is amazing in the algorithm and uh i put a lot of effort into these videos and so thank you so much if you've listened to the whole thing uh please uh, do your nice stuff thank you guys so so much and um Yeah. See you next week.